Welcome to Stratfor's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Fred Burton. I'm speaking with Middle East and North Africa analyst Ryan Bull. Ryan, how are you faring since the shut-in began? I'm trying to keep busy and, and trying to stay productive. Yeah, aren't we all? Let's talk a little bit about COVID. What's the U.S. strategy to contain COVID? Uh, well, so the American strategy is a little different than a lot of other countries. And we've already seen this uh, unveiling itself city by city, county by county, state by state. Uh, there isn't one big national strategy being unveiled from Washington. It's a lot of the local governments that are that are taking the lead in this. So we're seeing a patchwork of, of different strategies being enacted with one overarching goal. You know, uh, flatten the curve, stop the spread and contain COVID-19 long enough to allow the the scientific community to come up with a vaccine. In your judgment, what are the advantages and drawbacks of this U.S. strategy? Some of the advantages of having this piecemeal patchwork uh, strategy is that it allows officials to respond to events on the ground in local areas. Uh, They don't use a one-size-fits-all approach to containment that could be economically more disruptive than it might otherwise have to be. It, It also allows for restrictions to fit what the viral uh, uh, situation is in a local area. Um, So the strategy that would make sense for New York City would not necessarily make as much sense in some of the rural parts of the United States. And what they're doing in in New York where they're enacting these really strict lockdowns is not something that you necessarily have to do across the entire country. This is is still a huge country, third largest by population, uh, and, and so doing that sort of strategy for its big cities is not necessarily something that it needs to do everywhere. Do you think the federal government can order the economy to open back up? Well, there are some really strong limitations to that. Because this is being led by your counties, your cities, your states, uh, Washington doesn't really have the constitutional authority to order those places to lift their public restrictions. Uh, prior to this pandemic, Uh, most disease control management strategies have been carried out by states, cities, counties uh, for most of America's history. Uh, That's still in the the case right now, in large part because the U.S. Constitution's 10th Amendment uh, reserves powers not explicitly put in the Constitution for the states. Uh, Disease management, public health, uh, those are areas that continue to be deferred to the states. So the, the, the government in Washington can't simply order a major city or a state to lift their restrictions if that city or state still believes that there is a public health threat that they need to keep the lockdown going for. I know you spent a lot of time in New York City teaching. And, uh, you know, of course, I was up there quite a lot uh, back in the day on various investigations. Uh, how do you think New York City's handling things? I think that New York City got a little bit late uh, of a start for this pandemic. Uh, There was a fair bit of evidence as as early as mid-February that New York City would be uh, an epicenter of this. It's a well-connected city. It it is a dense city. People are reliant uniquely for America on public transport where the virus can spread easily. Uh, And there was a fair bit of political infighting between the mayor's office and the governor uh, about who should be taking the lead in the response. And that gave the virus time to take hold within the city and, and allow it to spread. It took a fair bit of time for both the politicians and the citizens to wake up to the reality that this pandemic was going to be as bad as many of the warnings said they were. Um, I think that's a product of this is the first time we've done this as a country since the, the infamous uh, influenza pandemic of 1918 to 1920. Uh, but it's also a result of some of these localized politics of, of who's really in charge here 
uh, in the, in a, a disease response of this scale. Do you think we're likely to see more rounds of stimulus? I think that that's very likely, uh, not only because uh, the economy is going to have great effects from this current round of lockdowns through the spring, but also because we're likely to see uh, future lockdowns of some type uh, until we see the vaccine emerge and it is distributed amongst the population to create that herd immunity that will make COVID-19 far less dangerous. Uh, as long as COVID-19 is able to move into a population and, and grow, and there's nothing that, uh, that uh, hospitals can do to prevent that or doctors can do to prevent that, uh, that means that cities and states will continue to respond to the very real threat of, of a COVID-19 outbreak by carrying out lockdown measures of some kind. Uh, we may move into a phase where they don't have to be as stringent, they don't have to be as widespread, uh, but in a lot of ways, this is a return to history. Uh, people who grew up in the 40s and the 50s can recall times where pools and theaters were, were closed because of polio or, or measles outbreaks. Uh, we seem to be returning to that phase again uh, with COVID-19 until a vaccine comes out to, to, to make it so that it's no longer necessary. Well, we sure are living in interesting times. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Fred. Stratfor is a leading voice of the geopolitics of the coronavirus. You can read more about those topics by subscribing to stratfor.com slash podcast offer. That's stratfor.com slash podcast offer. I'm Fred Burton, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.